0: You're listening to the Retirement Lifestyle Podcast with Chris and Susan Beasley.
1: Hi, it's Chris and Susan Beasley here with another episode of Living the Retirement Lifestyle, where we get together with some friends and entrepreneurs from all over the world and hear their story and how they got on in life and how the things they're doing now have changed from what they were doing once upon a time. So our guest today across the other side of the world in Canada (laughs) is none less than Trevor Turnbull, who Chris and I met actually online uh, through reading, subscribing to and reading his emails. And we absolutely love them. So we thought, let's get him on and let him chat with you about how he got started and some ideas for you. So welcome, Trevor
2: yeah thank you so much it's great to meet you and it is a beautiful thing when you can connect virtually like this it's the world that we live in now isn't it
1: exactly exactly so let's let's dig into your story because people always want to know what it is that started it all so how did you how did you get into the online world
2: yeah well I'll give you the condensed version because I could probably (laughs) fill up our 30 minutes on my story and the ups and downs (laughs) that it's been but um, I'm from the middle of Canada, Saskatchewan, so it's like a prairie province, small town upbringing. And I never really ventured outside of that province much growing up. And I played hockey. Imagine that, right? Canadian boy playing hockey. But I just I kind of gravitated towards business in, in university and a marketing degree uh, because that's what everybody else was doing. In fact, my first, my first uh, idea when I got into school was that I wanted to be an early childhood educator. I wanted to be a teacher. And then I got out of it within a year because I was like, oh, teachers don't make any money. And do I really want to be a teacher? And it's funny how it's kind of come full circle to me doing online courses and teaching and coaching and that type of thing. It's, it was always there. But yeah, to give you the condensed version, I got out of a marketing degree, went into a sales job, learned how to sell in like early 2000s before the internet by a manager that threw a phone book on my desk and said, here you go, kid, best of luck. Ooh.
0: So this was a cold calling thing, oh. was
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was that and just getting up in the morning and going to breakfast networking events and luncheons and just doing business how we've always done it which is to build relationships and solve problems Mm -hmm. so and I think that really benefited me as I transitioned into the online world because I had a friend who was just uh, very smart and also always on the cutting edge of what was coming type thing and I remember him handing me the four-hour work week book by Tim Ferriss and uh, the e-myth by Michael Gerber Mm -hmm and saying this internet thing is really picking up we should start a company so we did we started a website development company in like 2005 2006 and the transition from there was you know going back to a job because i didn't think i was cut out for it and then realizing like no no i need to go figure this out and then having a hobby for a good like three years in the sports social media kind of world and then i met lewis Howes, of course We're talking briefly about that before we hopped on here and started recording. But I worked with Lewis and ran a sports recruiting website for a number of years and just did interviews with people and started doing webinars and just figuring all this stuff out. And for the last decade or so, I've now had courses where I teach people about LinkedIn, which I don't do anymore, but it's a part of my history for sure. And then I've uh, supported coaches, consultants, uh, primarily people that have established backgrounds in, in corporate careers transition into a world where they can work remotely, they can go and get their own clients, and they can make more money than they ever thought possible in a job, but without having to have a boss. <laughs> and that's kind of the gist of it. But the, um, the other major component in the last couple of years in particular is really just the tapping into uh, the inner work that people get to do if they really go down that path, because, you know, we're both doing this right now. It's amazing. We're hopping on, you're recording an interview to some people. This is absolutely terrifying. They think, Oh my God, I cannot create content, let alone talk to people and sell stuff. But if we can break through that, usually the skills that we have to help people are actually quite easy. They're second nature. They're intuitive. So it takes many, many shapes and it's been quite a journey
1: (laughs) wow well you've certainly condensed it for all of our viewers and listeners which is fabulous so i guess what there was like a trigger point there was something that really said to you uh i just don't want to follow the corporate world career anymore um yeah there was the one thing in particular you would say that really did it
2: Yeah, there's always many, many dragons to slay along the way to use the hero's journey kind of reference. But there is one thing in particular that I think your listeners will relate to, which is in 2000. So I mentioned that I had I jumped into entrepreneurship, found some mentorship, kind of fumbled my way through it, went back to a job and then realized quickly, like, no, this isn't for me. And then I had that window from about 2008 to 2010 where I had a business, but it wasn't really a business because I wasn't making any money. I was just kind of doing what I was passionate about. And I hit a point where I was sleeping on a blow-up bed in my mom's spare room in Vancouver, and I thought I got to go make some money. Like I can't be living here any longer. So I started applying for jobs and going through recruiters. And that's how I met my wife actually is I had a resume that read more like a 17 page portfolio that screamed, do not hire me. But I did apply for a handful of jobs and got interviewed. And I still remember the day I went in for this job opportunity where I was massively overqualified. It was kind of marrying the recruiting and the uh, social media world, which was still very new then. So I was way overqualified for it because I was diving into this stuff before anybody was even talking about it. And I didn't get the job. And I walked away just kind of puzzled. But the hiring manager said, are you open to feedback? And I said, sure. And she said, you were very qualified for this position, but you didn't wear a suit to the interview. And now I had a nice blazer on and nice jeans and nice shoes and stuff. But I remember walking out of that and saying, I will never apply for a job again in my life. And it wasn't necessarily because I was told not, or I was told to wear a suit, but I just thought to myself, Like I have the ability to go and control my own destiny here. Why am I doubting myself? And then it's been quite a journey since then over the last 10 years of just building skills, but also surrounding myself with the right people and consuming information. That's why it's great that you do interviews like this, because sometimes people don't even know the question that they need to ask to take a step in the right direction. And And these kind of conversations help.
0: That's quite quite an amazing trigger (laughs) point or thing that made you think, hang on a minute. I don't want to do this anymore. And and I mean, effectively, all it was was somebody saying to you, you need to wear a uniform if you want a job. Yeah. Whether it was a suit or not, it doesn't matter. But thats they were putting you in a box and saying, this is where you belong if you want to come in here. Yeah. And and in your head, you're going, I don't want that. You know, the last time I wore a suit, I don't know when it was. I haven't got a clue.
2: (laughs) Yeah, well, and I kind of joke now because within the last year or so, as my business and what I create for contents and stuff has transitioned, people have asked me, So, what do you do exactly? And I say, You know, I amplify the impact of the change makers of the world, I, I support people that are committed, conscious creators of their reality. And then I kind of joke about it, but I'm serious. And the way I do that is I float on my little cloud and I just create stuff and it creates a momentum and I attract things into my life and I help those people elevate to where they are destined to get to as soon as they believe it. And sometimes people hear that and they're like, what are you talking about? (laughs) But what I've found is that other people go, I know exactly what you're talking about. I don't know all the pieces of how to get there, but it sounds like this person might be able to help me. And I had to start to own that language and that conversation even too, because I even doubted myself, right? I'm like, what does that mean exactly? Like, what are the steps? Give me the roadmap. I always want structure and strategy. And, you know, I'm I'm leaning more towards more soul, less strategy, more soul these days.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, for us, our trigger point was something equally mundane and, crazy <laughs> stupid that doesn't actually mean anything to anybody else just mm. like you not having a suit on didn't really mean anything to anybody else but it really meant something yeah. to you because for us it was us having to cancel a ski holiday mm. we booked a ski holiday for we, two, two, weeks,
1: we love two weeks
0: over Christmas <laughs> and new year and our client, one of our clients who we've been talking to, they've been talking about putting in a new computer system for the previous 18 months. And this is sort of November. And they say, oh, we've just decided we'd like it in by the end of January. Mm. And so our sort of, you know, our, our holiday was gone. And that's it, it was just I mean, it's re- a really stupid thing, really small. But for us... It was huge, and it was it made us sort of fit yeah. And that's it. We it got was to, a
1: catalyst, absolutely a, a catalyst, and uh, yeah, because what we did yeah. today, our business was we were management consultants. We worked mainly in the veterinary profession, so our clients were brilliant scientists, great with dealing with animals, but they don't have business skills—the things that will allow them to really be profitable and do well. And um, the internet mm-hmm. was just a baby at the time, like you said, that we were it them in, into the skills of the internet and social media. And, mm-hmm. and we loved it. We absolutely loved it. And we could see ourselves doing that for a lot more years. But as Chris said, it was that one trigger point. We said, okay, that's it. It's got to yeah, yeah. change. But I guess the difference for us, like the difference for you, was that there was something inside of us. We had that mindset, that belief that we could go and change what we were doing and we could have a better life. And then we got a roadmap or a blueprint, as, as you refer to it, to help us transition and do that. And I think what we've learned from many of the people we've spoken to on our podcast is when you get a little bit older... Mm. Uh, and I'll be polite age you know doesn't (laughs) matter that much but when we get a bit older sometimes our brains won't take us on a new journey and yet we have all these skills and experiences and career progression that would allow us to do all kinds of things if we believe that we can
2: that's it I just wrote a post about this two days ago talking about my own journey just in the last eight months, which I can go into if you're interested but please?
1: yeah I please. started cool.
2: yeah I started it off with um, what would you do if all of your dreams started coming true? would you sabotage it because you believe that it's not real because it just it doesn't even seem possible but as these signs are popping up in front of you, like you said, you have a ski trip, you know that it's something that you're passionate about. And maybe to the outside world, it's like, what you quit your job because of a it's like, yes, I did, because it means that much to me. And what would we do? Because most people will default to oh, this odd oh, it's a coincidence, it can't actually be what I'm destined to be doing here. But if more people actually follow that, follow that intuition, that gut, that gut feeling, I think they'd be amazed at how they can create anything that they want in their life and i'll say this too is people will often say oh like we're moving our family to costa rica here in august i'm not sure if if you were familiar with that or not but that's been a 15-year uh journey right where it was an intention i read a book in fact it was this book right here it's nice and close to me the uh unlikely destination
1: my my copy's right here i'm reading it too
2: (laughs) Yeah. It's an amazing book. I read it in like 2007, 2008. And I just remember saying like that life is the one I want, especially when I have kids because they're coming with me on that climb to Mount Everest. And, you know, even we're renting our house right now. So people would come by and they say, so why are you renting? And we're like, well, we're moving to Costa Rica. They're like, Oh, like going on a vacation. I'm like, no, we're moving to Costa Rica. Oh, you're wow. You're so lucky. I'm like, there's nothing to do with luck about how this is happening right now. <laughs> this is all committed action and it didn't happen overnight. That's the other piece of this is it's a it's a journey and many people quit on that journey.
0: You're absolutely right. We're doing and the right. same thing, mean, aren't we? We're, yeah, I mean, no.
1: Not Costa Rica.
0: Yeah. yeah. It's a fabulous place. We've oh, been here it. many times. Love it. But no, we're actually... We we're actually going to move to Portugal.
2: Oh, nice.
0: Because, yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, like you, we rent this house at the moment, but it was rented for a purpose because three years ago, Susan's mum got dementia and we just need to we needed care. to help, help, help mm. after her. So, yeah,
2: yep. we,
0: we lived a two hour drive away. It was two hours each way and round a motorway and it was horrible. So, we decided, okay, what we have to do is we have to sell our house, move closer, and then at some point in the future, after we finish looking after mum, then we'll decide what we're going to do. But as you say, you know, and unfortunately, That time's come. Susan's mum passed away six weeks ago. So, Mm. um, you know, it's now come to the point. Thank you. Thank you.
1: She always encouraged us, so uh, she'll be watching and saying, I told you you'd do it, I told yeah. you. So it's,
0: yeah. it's sort of one of those yeah. things, but as you say, it takes time, you know, it's something you plan. Yeah. I we've always wanted to do. I mean, we bought a property in Spain in 2007 because our idea was we you want to go a and live there. in the sun. <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah. Um, you know, we also bought a ski chalet in the French Alps because our, one of our intentions was we wanted to spend six months in the mountains. Well, that
1: was our, that was yeah. our pension planning, but it, but so it, that's what we
0: but did. It, but, it, but as life goes on, things change. But you mm-hmm. still have that dream or that goal and you go, I'm going to do that one day. And it sounds yeah. like you've got to the point where you're about to do it and we're probably not far behind you. And it's
1: so funny what yeah. you said because when we, we just, we're just glowing now. Because we can do what we want to do. And when we yeah. say people, they go, Well, what are you going to do now that your mum's gone? Are you going to buy yourself a house? And, no, we're going to Portugal. Settle
2: going, down. Wow, yeah.
1: we're so lucky. <laughs> and we go, yeah. yeah, we are lucky, but we've planned to be lucky. It's yeah. all part of where we wanted to go and just. Selling our ski chalet has been one release that was money we invested into that. Never thought we'd end up running a ski chalet, but that's another story. <laughs> but you do what you do at the time to get through what you have to get through. Um, yeah. And now we've come through that, and it's so exciting. So, I mean, what would you say to someone maybe thinking about their retirement years, maybe, or maybe they've actually retired and they're Mm. end up with the play in the golf and looking after the grandkids and they just want something a bit more to do what do you think about entrepreneurship is it something you would encourage
2: uh yes <laughs> and here here's the thing that I've learned over the years on this too and this is from diving headfirst into this space as well is I spent the better part of a decade I would say consuming information And then acting on what I was learning. So just taking committed action in that direction. And there's no doubt that I definitely got lost along the way. And I think it's actually helped me now and helped me guide people better too, because that is one thing that there is no limitation on. There is so much information now. If you want to figure out how to buy your place in Portugal and live remotely and still earn an income and still have time for family and all of that, the blueprints are online. Like they exist already. It's just a matter of choosing your guide. Like who who, who is the person or the business that you are going to follow on this? And then get super focused. You know, don't start going and looking at everybody else's stuff and figuring it out because the formula is really quite easy. And it comes down to, you know, acquire a skill. In some cases, it's like acquire a skill that's in demand that helps that solves a problem for people. And in some cases that might be copywriting, you know, maybe you are a good writer in a past career and you can transition that into being able to support other people in that. Maybe it's on the digital marketing side. Maybe it's, uh, maybe it's coaching as well. Um, and doing it all remotely. That's the other beautiful part about the chaos, seemingly uh, chaotic world that we've lived in the last couple of years is where there might've been resistance around this exact thing, doing a Zoom video call. Like, oh, that's only for those podcaster online people. It's like, no, everybody on the planet's doing this. And while they're getting a bit fatigued by it, it's still creating, uh, it just opened the door to possibilities. And, and I'll also say even too, you can do that from anywhere. Like we chose Costa Rica partially because of the schooling, because we want our kids to go to a school where, you know, there's surf lessons in the morning and then, you know, a curriculum for four hours. And then in the afternoons, it's open to whatever they want to do. And the thing that hooked me was one of the parents, was a Hollywood film producer and he had brought a filmmaking class to the school wow. for like fourth graders. Wow. And as soon as I saw that, I was, I was thinking that's where my kids are going, <laughs> <laughs> but we, we could pop up in the middle of the jungle in Costa Rica and Elon Musk is throwing his satellites up in the air. We can get internet anywhere.
1: Yeah.
2: So there's no limitations on this anymore. It's just a matter of making a choice choosing your guides, and then finding your tribe, like find the community that's going to hold you high, because you're going to have doubts along the way, you're going to question what you're doing. And the people around you might look at you and even say, are you going crazy? Like, what are you really going to do this? And you have to be around people that will say, of course, we are. Of course, we are. I see that life that I get to live. Uh, Because there's lots of people doing it. And there's lots more jumping into it.
1: Yeah. So it's all about Two ends: mindset and mentorship. Mm-hmm. Put the two mm-hmm. together and have an idea, something you want to do and follow the blueprint.
2: Exactly. Yeah. And venture into the unknown, even if it scares you. Cause that's been my journey the last eight months. You know, I, I sold a business and then assumed a position in sales, like as head of growth for the company that I sold to. And last October, I just knew that I had to move on again. And so I just quit straight up and did nothing for like two months while I figured out what was this next step. And what I knew for me was that I wanted to be around people that inspired me. And I wanted to have conversations like this. And, mm-hmm. and then I started looking for that as I thought it must exist somewhere. And it did to a certain degree. But then I thought No, I think I'm supposed to create it. So I started to just build uh, these communities and these resources to support people and bring the kind of people into my world that I wanted to be around. And it's resulted in me creating the source collective with Danielle grants. Uh, We created a video series called the higher self video series. Brilliant. Yeah. I met my neighbor, just walking the streets with a double wide stroller. We each have kids under five and we struck up a friendship and, and then we ended up creating a retreat. So now we do a men's retreat. That's uh, the next one's going to be in Costa Rica. And yeah, so I created something from nothing in the last eight months. And it was because I'd been down that path before to say, yeah, you're going to sit in the space of unknowing and fear, but if you can just push through that and know that it's all possible, what you can create can happen really, really fast once you get into that state where you know that you have the answers inside already. You just got to push through the fear. Yeah. It's already there. Most people just can't see it because no. they're not willing to look.
0: No. No. It quite often stops them making a decision, doesn't it? The fear. Oh, yeah. You look at it and go, oh, I can't do this. You know, the little voice on the shoulder is uh, far more powerful than the one that says, yes, you can do this.
2: Yeah. Well, and with access to that information too, the other thing is, you have to choose what you decide to consume. And, you know, I don't want to take us down a path of uh, the conspiracy theory of discussion around what's going on in the world. But truth is, is you want to live this life, turn off the news, like just stop watching it completely. It's not, it's not of service to anything that will feed your dreams. It's all fear-based and it's trying to stop you from actually buying your place in Portugal living that
1: life and that's what (laughs) media does unfortunately but yeah that's that's how they get their viewers and their readers because they just have that ability to trigger that in you and you hook to that versus what you could be hooked on the other side and I mean it was it was actually it was your reading your post about moving yourself and your family to Costa Mm. Rica and I was reading I was reading some of the feedback that, you know, there were people like us who were going, oh, my goodness, that's brilliant. I'm so inspired. I'd love more people to do that. And then there's those that, oh, no, I couldn't do that. And yeah. it, it's it's so, I just don't know what, well, I suppose because we've got a different mindset like you, we, we can see what's the point. we only on this planet one time. We might as well make the most of it. So
2: Yeah. Well, we make decisions based on certain things that are going on in our lives. Like you mentioned about your mom and I can tell you, we would not be doing this if my wife's dad was still here. So he passed like three years ago. And it was from that point on where we said, okay, where do we want to go now? Because it was always in the discussion, but there was always a side that said, yeah, but not now. Like we're not going to go anywhere. He yeah. needs us here, and of yeah. course, and of course, we made that decision. It's not, and there's no regrets over that. No, and I when, think
1: sorry, go mm-hmm.
2: on. no, when and when the opportunity opens up, though, that's when there's a decision to be made, and people look at it and go, "Oh man, there's nothing stopping us now." Now what? <laughs> Where do we go?
1: I think it's really interesting because I mean, I met you also on LinkedIn because. Um, With various things that happened, our Facebook account got shut down. I won't go into the ins and outs of it. Nothing to do with us, but we did finally get it back. But in the meantime, I thought, do you know what? Our audience are actually on LinkedIn. These are our people over Mm -hmm. there. I started really thinking about how could I inspire them to make some different decisions. You know, I'm not asking them to leave their job or anything. I'm thinking I'm asking them to think and plan what their future could be like Mm -hmm. if they met people like you people like we have as our interviewee guests on the podcast there are so many different things that people can do um I just I just think this whole media is absolutely brilliant and I think the pandemic years for all the bad that came out of it the good that came out of Mm. it that show people they can have far less stressful lives than yep. they had been living. I mean, a, a case in point is, you know, we've, we've got five kids between us, two police officers and wow. three accountants. And our accountant children have very high power jobs. And they're trying to do that with homeschooling right through two years, working with clients who are need a lot of handling at all mm-hmm. hours of the night and day. I, I don't know. I don't think I could have got through that myself. But mm-hmm. it amazes me how they now say, do you know what? A four day week or a three day week, that suits yeah. me better. Yeah. I can work from home. I can give just as much energy to what I was doing this way, and I'll have a much better life for it. And the stress goes out of the whole equation. Yeah, there's lots to be said
2: for that. Well, um, you brought up a great point, too. This isn't a conversation necessarily about quitting your job or being in retirement years and having to start something brand new, an entrepreneurial venture, because there's a lot of pieces that come with that. Naturally, you know, I'm looking at your website right now. I see one of the line items, legal stuff. Yes, that's very real. You still have to consider how are you going to pay taxes? Where are you going to pay taxes? All of that but there are companies that are scrambling to find talent these days. Yeah. And the smart companies are realizing that if they can help their employees live their best life, they will get the best performance out of those people too. The grind of five days a week, 12 hour days, you need to come into the office. They're in the past. And any company that is trying to do that still, they're just, it's just not going to work. It's not going to. And you only have to look at the job boards to see how many opportunities there are actually out there. And in some cases, a person has to take a massive leap out of what they know to be familiar, know to be true for them, to say, maybe there's a possibility here with some tech company that encourages me to actually go and live in paradise and work for them three or four days a week.
1: Oh,
0: great.
2: Because it does exist.
0: Yeah, it does. You just have to look for it. I mean, there are government, there are you know, governments certainly around Europe that are in- in- encouraging <laughs> mm-hmm. people to be digital nomads. Come and work in our country, pay yep. tax in our country, but we'll give you a visa. We'll, we'll give you a visa, there.
1: and that's yeah, you know, that's what we're going to explore, and we're going to add that into our coaching business because mm. we've had the experience. We'll have gone through it when we do our move to Portugal, and here we have some expertise that we can share with people and inspire them to do something different, just like you do.
0: It's a
1: whole new world. Yeah.
0: Well,
2: on that note, you should explore Costa Rica on that because I saw yesterday that they just approved their digital nomad visa, which, which still has yet to come up with all the details, but it's something like you just have to prove that you're making at least $3,000 a month and you get a visa. And you can move there. And if you're working remotely, you can, you know, be invoicing and collecting money in a different country too, which means that you don't necessarily have to be paying tax in your Uh home country. Oh
1: yeah. Yeah. Like, wow.
2: Yeah. There's still a lot of unknowns around that, which I think is what gives people a lot of fear still, but the, (laughs) I'll mention this too, but like one of our drivers for leaving Canada is that because our business is so intellectual property and, and knowledge-based. it's We don't sell physical products. We don't have a store, anything like that. To move to another country and then pay 50 to 55% taxes in Canada, it's insanity. There's no reason for us to do it. So we are exploring, what does that look like? And naturally it opens up a whole new textbook of trying to figure things out, but that's where you start. You just have to go and explore and find people that have been there and done it and Trust that there is a path, and move in that
0: direction. <laughs> and that summarizes the whole thing. I think,
1: it? honestly, if you've summed up the whole whole interview here, you've just done it, which is absolutely mm. fabulous. And we we've had the most wonderful half an hour with you. We've run over a little bit, so apologies, but. No worries. We have enjoyed it so much. We would love you to come back at some point and uh, let's have part two. Let's hear all about Costa Rica. Let's continue to inspire other people to believe that there is something else out there. It doesn't rely on luck. It just means taking that first step and looking at what's possible. So we thank you so much, Trevor. Thank you, everyone, for joining us on today's Living the Retirement Lifestyle podcast. And we look forward to seeing you on the very next show. Take care and thanks for watching and listening. Bye for now.
0: This is the Retirement Lifestyle Podcast with Chris and Susan Beasley.